and gentlemen, welcome to another Dishyelta Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Greetings on this beautiful, chilly Thursday night here down in Tubeland. Yes, the ones and zeros are quite chilly this evening. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the Pluffy Comer himself, Zilius. Good evening, good sir, of the man in red and black. Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangouts, a live show. We try our best to cover the topics most important to you during the show. If at any time you have any questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, topics, uh, or you just want to throw your opinion out there, by by all means, drop it in the chat, be it on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, and we will try to add your voice to the show. If we do run out of time, we will add your topic or question to the very next show. So without further ado, let's jump into the show. Yes. All right. So the first... Uh, question we have this evening comes from uh, a good friend uh, who is always into um, collectible cards. And that oh. is, <clears throat> what is your stance on having a ban list for a digital collectible card game when doing competitive play? Like, now understand that Zelius and I, we used to play this thing, these card games in real life with real people in real rooms and you had to buy the real cards and there were certain tournaments where certain cards were outlawed but now we're talking digital and digital you know they're always monkeying around with trying to make the perfect card so what is your view on a ban list for digital card game I mean, not really having played a whole lot of online games, I played a little bit of Legends of Terror when it first came out. You're still probably going to get to the same situation where even tweaks aside and whatnot, you're still going to have crazy combinations of cards and stuff where, you know, because every card you add adds in basically an extra degree of crazy chaos that could happen. Right. And just the virtually infinite combinations that you're going to create, you're inevitably going to get that card or two that creates weird outlets that you're not expecting. So if it's for a competition, um, you know, competitive tournaments, I get it. Um, that I don't see an issue with it personally. Um, I think where it could get Uh-oh. I think we just lost Zelius. Harry. There it is is okay so tara but if you play competitive my back you're back okay like i don't play legends of rutera but if you play competitive is it are there cards you can buy that give you like more of an advantage over the opponents potentially if they're not investing mm. and what i'm really wondering is like if i'm a gamer and i get those cards can those then be banned so um you can't technically well hmm. okay so you have the ability in legendary terra to buy wild cards and the wild cards could then be used to purchase existing cards in the game you can you okay. could technically unlock every single game every single card in the game uh by just playing legendary terra um you could just uh it just and if you play enough, you're going to unlock wild cards yourself, so you don't really have to use any money. But if you're looking to just, you know, create your perfect deck, I guess you could uh, use, you know, real world currency to get the the coins to turn around and buy the wilds, and then whatever. Uh, Basically, get it quicker in that. Yeah, case. exactly. Kind of just speed walk it. Um, I don't think that there's any like card combinations that are band in Ledger Terra, they're pretty good at, at balancing. Um, and if there is that type of like something crops up, they're pretty quick at uh, making itty bitty little changes. So to even it out, you know, it's not like they're going to keep something the same way for months at a time. I mean, but that's the world we grew up in though was it was that way forever, right. and that's why you had that band. Exactly. So maybe that's a different way of looking at it is should cards be updated from their original status? Or do they do like they did with Match of the Gathering or maybe like one revision to the next, you get an updated version of that card. Right. 
I don't see an issue with that. Um, and then maybe the old one does get banned, but that's different than like if I have a, you know, a five, two dragon that costs two mana and that was too powerful. So it goes down to a two, two, but then all my cards are retroactively changed is very different than just changing new unboxings of that same car. Right. No, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, I, I think it's really weird. I, I think it would be a lot odder to see a ban list for a digital collectible card game. I, I, we've, Zelius and I have, have lived through when Magic the Gathering was, you know, itty bitty teeny weeny. Uh, and now, of course, it's monstrously humongous mm -hmm. and will eat the little guys out of house and home. Um, nom, 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 nom. But that's, a, that's another story for another day. Um, but it just, I don't know. <laughs> with, with the ability to basically change one little stat and then it all retroactively changes everything. Like there's, there's a, um, in Legend of Terra, I know this is not competitive gaining, but there's, there's a mode in there that I love to play. It's called Path of Champions. And basically you have your, cha you choose a, a main champion. You smart start with a very small deck and then it builds as you adventure through a specific area and there's a difficulty rating and you have the ability to add relics. Uh, once you're, once you've basically explored enough, your your um, uh, experience point, your level is high enough. Uh, there's one card that every it it basically allowed you to hit the nexus with your um, with your champion upon the champion coming out. Now they figured out that that was way too effing powerful and so now they do that but they minus one from the power to try to you know cheapen it that i understand it just it would just be really weird if all of a sudden it's like oh yeah by the way you can't use this this champion this champion this champion and these seven cards i don't know but how is that any different than what we grew up with that's exactly what we have no that's that's what that's what i'm talking about it would be really weird for for me if if they're like you can't use this champion and this champion and this these eight cards now i feel like what they do is they change the um you know they're like okay well th these this champion's way op so we'll um drive the cost up there's a there's a new champion they just brought out that um is super duper op however in order to bring it out you got to Basically, it its cost is greater than even the full mana bar is, and you mm -hmm. got to do stuff to help drive the the cost of it down to decrease its its cost. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Just just having to have it digital ban would be weird. I mean, I understand. Like, look, there's there's a lot of games out there that the the you know with um what came to Smite or um. And maybe Overwatch, I think. No, Overwatch never Overwatch. never banned. Uh, when, when you're playing competitive, the the teams couldn't choose. Uh, okay, well, in Spite, or used to be in Spite, where you could basically, as a team, decide these two uh, characters the other team can't have. Yeah, that I totally understand. If if it's a if it's a selective ban by your opponent. There, there's a uh, uh, in Legend of Terra. There's a gauntlet mode where you have, I think, it's access to three decks, and um, your opponent can basically nix one of those decks, and then of course it's the best of three. So if you win the first two with the two decks you have, um, actually no, it's not the best of three. I can't remember what it is, but basically you can nix one of your opponent's desk decks is. So that type of banning, sure, yeah, that's totally fine. It would just be really weird to be like, you would to have to have an, a laundry list to basically check against, like the good old days where you have to lay down, lay out all your cards to go. Okay, all right, in the for the swamp uh, mana, let's see here. Uh, this version of uh, Frozen Shade is unavailable. Uh, I can't use Lich. Uh, can't use Sengar Vampire. I can't use this version of Nightmare. 
That would be, that would, oh God, that make my head hurt now. If there's a problem with those cards, just, you know, digitally do your magic on it so that I can continue on my deck and then find out that my card has been changed and get slightly pissed that my awesome deck is no longer as awesome as I thought it was. But then I can go back and just build with all the other digital cards I have. I don't know. I can see both sides of it. Because there is also, I had that original car in its original format, and maybe I put all the resources in getting that card because of its original status. Mm -hmm. And now because it's been changed, I don't really care for it anymore because it's not as OP as it once was. So I think that's also kind of gives that player who maybe had the foresight of getting that card also kind of gives them the shaft a little bit. Right. Right. Well, yeah. I don't know. All right, the next uh, story, and, and I know this has probably been out there for a while, but it would have been really cool if this actually happened. There is an amazing director out there that, whose name is Edgar Wright. Um, I think most of Edgar Wright's biggest stuff revolves around his, um, him and, uh, oh my God, Simon Pegg getting together and creating things like Shaun of the Dead and uh, uh, At the World's End and... Uh, Hot Fuzz and other movies like that, um, but they're they're coming. There's a story that's been going around, and they're bringing back up again. Uh, as many of you may have known, may know Edgar Wright was actually pegged for one of the Marvel movies uh, that he famously basically dropped out of, and that of course is the uh, the Ant Man movie. But he was also targeted for another movie, which unfortunately never actually saw the light of day, and. I think it would have been it would have been interesting uh, for those out there who don't know. There is a famous X Men out there that was kind of teased in the Wolverine origin movie, uh, mm -hmm. who was a New Orleans gambler uh, who had a thing with mm -hmm. cards, and that of course is Gambit. And apparently, yep. Edgar Wright was the guy they wanted to direct Gambit. Of course, Gambit never happened. Uh, but that would have been, I don't know. That could have worked because Gambit had that kind of sly sense of humor. Yes. And that's what he does in a lot of his movies. Um, I guess the question is, is what kind of tone would they be going for in a, that type of movie. Right. Did he want to do kind of, cause he's kind of known for the more campy movies, not in a bad way. I mean, they're good movies, but they're definitely much more in that campy style versus what you usually see. I mean, which is all the extra movies and they tried to be serious and it just totally fell flat and would be terrible sometimes. But usually they try for the more serious side of things. Um, but usually the humor happened because Hugh Jackman's a phenomenal actor and he could pull it off with Wolverine. Right. And it, but it was like those one shots that just worked out. Well, to be honest with you, I think that if, if out of all the MCU, I think uh, with existing the, the, the theme and the pace and just the feel of the movie, Edgar Wright would be right at home in a Deadpool movie. I think that that well, would be up his alley. No, as I was saying that with, the humor of Wolverine, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, actually, that's Deadpool. Yeah. So to your exact point, yes, maybe there is that point. And maybe, because uh, here's, because like, that's what the DCEU has got so wrong over the years. Is it's always, I'm super serious, or they use 12th grade potty humor to try to have really terrible jokes. Yes. And it's like, they don't know how to straddle that line which is something the old MCU did really well. Um, and so I think that's something where the, you know, a director like him could pull off is how to be serious and yet have that interlaced humor at the same time. Right. Which is not easy. You have to have a good script writer. You have to have a good director and you have to have the actors to pull it off. Yes. You kind of have to have it all. Um, unfortunately, I think more than anything, you've seen just not great scripts and they just, is really what's happened mostly. Okay, so let's 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 continue this storyline here uh with uh MCU and the DCU. 
DCEU, yes. Whatever. The DC Extended Universe. Um, now, a lot. <laughs> okay, so of course, there's been a lot that's been happening in both of these universes here. Of course, in the MCU universe, you see that they've really started to lose steam. And then, of course, on, on top of everything, you have the Jonathan Majors thing, which which a lot of people are going, okay, well, who's going to be the, the big nasty to kind of round out what they're looking to do to end the the new Avengers arc? Because is, is Kang going to be still the bad guy? And the new reports is, yes, Kang will be the bad guy, but it will be a recast. There will be someone else playing the part of Kang, uh, which he was uh, the the first time that you see Kang. It wasn't Jonathan Majors, but it's not going to be that Hector either. Um, the rumors still point all the way to or all to. Um, oh, my gosh. What's that guy's name? The guy who plays Finn in uh, the, the latest uh, trilogy from Star Wars. I want to say um, it's like John Boyette. I know who you're talking. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, they're still they're still he's, thinking that there, of course, is still rumors that the that um, an oldie but goodie will come swooping in, a, a oldie but goodie villain will come swooping in and take control of everything, and that, of course, is uh, Doctor Doom. Um, I think I say Thanos comes back and wreck yeah, yeah. and destroys the <laughs> other half. Goes, ha ha, bitches, double snap. Yeah, I should step with both fingers. Everyone's dead. Uh, so I, but but actually, would that kill fifty and fifty simultaneously, or would it kill fifty of the fifty? I think it'd kill fifty of the fifty. So you'd be twenty five percent. I don't know. Sounds like a quantum physics question. Or with the double snap, do fifty. And then fifty percent of the existing fifty would disappear. So you just have like terrible bad stuff happen. <laughs> a little bit of terrible bad stuff. Yeah. yeah, it happens. Okay, anyways. So you got that go for the MCU. Then of course you have um the DC Extended Universe, right? Or is it the Extended DC Universe? I think it's DCEU is how I always see it short. Okay, well there you go. DCEU, whatever. Um there are a lot of people going around that basically say that that is now officially dead thanks to the latest Aquaman movie. So what you're saying is, is everything in the current iteration of DCEU is going to be retconned again? Yep. yep, that's the rumor. Fantastic, especially because all that shit is right now, I've actually watched a fair number of them on um, Netflix. Uh -huh. uh, the Shazams were entertaining. Yes. Like, this, the ones I've watched, I've liked. I like the Shazams. Mm -hmm. Black Adam was okay, mm -hmm. but it was watchable. Um, Wonder Woman? What? The Wonder Woman movies? I've not watched. I watched the OG Wonder Woman, mm -hmm. like, in the theaters when it came out. Mm -hmm. I have not watched 1984 because okay. I heard some shit show, but I'll probably eventually watch it just so I can mark it off my list. Um, I liked, okay, the, ha then they have, and the titles are dumb, but they have, like, the first Suicide Squad with Will Smith, which I did not like at all. But the second Suicide Squad was really good with John Cena. Mm -hmm. um, the Patriot. That was, yeah, such a... But look at also you had the actors. You had John Cena. You had Idris Elba. Um, I mean, Margaret Robbie doing her thing. Yep. Like You also had a much better all-around cast doing it. And I think just a better script. Um so yeah, the second one is much better for Suicide Squad. I'm still trying uh, to get through no, um the um uh Doom Patrol, which is like pushed way off to the side. Um DC. Isn't that the cartoon? Mm -mm. No? I don't know what that no, is. No, no, no. Doom Patrol is this is basically like hmm, how to describe it. It's a bunch of rejects that are sitting on the sidelines that that are kind of superheroes. Like there's an invis, there's like not really an invisible man, but sort of. Uh, there's a guy that's who's ba all robot uh, minus the uh, the the brain. You have this girl who 
is kind of elastic, but really just turns to goo under pressure. It's like really, you've got a girl who's got like 75 split personalities, but they also have superpowers. Hmm. It, you know, it's, it's basically like you take Charles Xavier's school for, you know, the, the gifted, but instead it's like five random people with sort of superpowers. Um, that just get into trouble. I'm guessing more to comedy then. Yes. Um, uh, Brennan Frazier is the voice of the, uh, the robot, by the way. Okay. Mm. Uh, yep. I've not seen that. And the sort not really invisible guy, but kinda is, but isn't is, um, Oh shit. What's his name? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to make a reference and I don't think everyone's going to get it, but Bryce Larkin from Chuck, uh, yep. Matthew Bomber, Bomer, wow. something like that. Yeah, he's there. That's, that's a name I've not thought of in a while. And then uh, Alan Tudyk is the bad guy. Oh, no, he was in White Collar. Yes, yes, that's right, White Collar. Yeah. Um, Alan Tudyk is the bad guy, uh, and Timothy Dalton is kind of like the Professor X type of guy. So they have a hell of a um, cast for Oh, that. yeah, absolutely. They got a great cast. Uh, but anyways, uh, yes, the rumor is that thanks to Aquaman 2, uh, the DCEU, um, if it wasn't already going in decline, is now in the toilet. But then again, a lot of people would say that the MCU has been headed that way, too, with lackluster um, uh, stuff coming out. Apparently, the the Marvels did not do well. Well, everything I've seen in... I'll be the first one. I have not seen the new stuff, yeah. but it's a combination of there's a bit of fatigue there with Disney Plus trying to, you know, come out with all their shows yeah. and just like the quality is not what it was before. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I don't think that's something, and that's supposed to be the beauty of superheroes is, I mean, you still need good actors, but it's not as reliant actors, right. but you don't have the scripts in like it feels like what you had with basically the first wasn't it technically three phases um i think with the original mcu technically up into endgame but you just it's they're just not as good as simple as that yeah and you know when they're just not as good consistently is also the issue um because we got one that's not good, people saw, saw them, but then when it just continues to be in crap time and time again, people aren't going to go to watch it. And it's also just people... It, it, there's also... It's not dead, but the movie theater is not what it used to be either. Right. Um, it's, you know, you look at like something like Barbie and Oppenheimer, which were the two biggest movies this year, and those were not your... Probably not what we typically thought would be your big blockbuster movies at the time right but you look and they're also very different than what both netflix prime and all of them are putting out yeah. they're different than those it's like oh i can watch another super mover here movie at home um or i can go see something different that's more of an event because it's also what is the price of going to get see a movie now it's also like 20 bucks a person right. paying 10 bucks for popcorn i mean it ain't cheap at all yeah um I mean, hell, you see a couple of movies with your family, you might as well just buy a brand new 85-inch TV at that point. True, true. With the cost. Uh, and um, you were right. Uh, the the Phase 3 was the, the big kahuna. Phase 3 uh, contained uh, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Affinity War, Ant-Man and Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and then Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. And, yeah. I am glad that I got to see Avengers in theaters. Because, mm -hmm. like, or sorry, not I mean, Avengers, yes, but Endgame, especially yeah. Endgame yeah. too. Because, like, that's just a... I don't think... That's a cinematic experience I just don't think will be relived. Right. Because... The movie theater experience have moved to, has moved to the home in large part. Um, and you just had like, you know, over a decade worth of movies culminating to that moment. 
in all good movies. Yeah. Like that's the key. They're good movies. Yeah. People are invested in it. I mean, people of all walks in life knew about the MCU and what was going on. And you also didn't have to watch like four different TV shows to know what was going on. Like you didn't have to watch whatever was on Disney plus. It was like, you saw what was out in the theater. Um, so you could see those. And then the first one was obviously good. And you had the ending of the first end game. Like, Oh my gosh, yep. are they actually really dead? Yep. Um, and so it all led up to that. And it's just going to be, I just don't know how you emulate that with the way things have changed in the movie going experience and everything else has just changed so much over the years. Right. Right. Cause there is going to be an Avengers five, apparently. Yes. Like kind of felt like it was Marvel's like, I don't know what the difference honestly between the Marvel's and Avengers are. Cause isn't Marvel's just a couple of superheroes thrown together for a movie. So isn't that well, basically the event? Well, they're actually different versions of Marvel. Um, oh. Like Captain Marvel. You have Captain Marvel, you have Miss Marvel, and then I can't remember what the other one is. Um, one of them is from, is the effects of, I think, WandaVision. Uh, but those two of the three were heavily dependent on Disney Plus shows. <laughs> exactly. And like... A lot of people don't watch those or they might've watched one of them, but there's so much content yeah. that people aren't watching all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yes, but thank you for clarifying. I did not know yes, that. You're welcome. So yes. Um, and of course the question is who's going to be in, in Avengers five or whatever we're calling it. Yes, Since it's no longer, uh, they dropped the, the Kang part. Of course, the rumor is, is are they going to bring back, are they going to retcon Tony Stark from the dead? I've heard that there's going to be some kind of Tony Stark involvement. But from my understanding, it's going to be more like hologram. Like, he's hmm. going to be there, but not really there. But, like, the entire trailer is going to be devoted just to him. Yeah, exactly. In remembrance of Tony Stark, when shit was good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's pause real quick to thank all those amazing individuals out there who help Alter Confusion be the best and greatest Alter Confusion that we can be. And so without further ado, let us start off with the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. The next shout-out we got to give is to an individual who apparently just signed a brand new contract to continue to be the cameraman in the city that he now resides, which I believe is Kansas City. So congratulations to Noodle Boy Media. Formed in 2015 by Andrew Trant, Noodle Boy Media, previously White Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They provide, they pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. The next shout-out we got to give is to an individual who can help Many gamers in the greater Atlanta area get all those aches and aches and pains out of their body through, you know, of course, we probably push ourselves a little too hard during our gaming sessions. Who doesn't? But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential in some themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. The next one, of course, is to the music maestro himself, ladies and gentlemen, Crosspad Creative. 
Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Alta Confusion? Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he could do for you. The final shout out we got to give to is the original patron, and that, of course, is Agile Axiom. By day, X leads both the development team and system administration team working with satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the agile evangelist, Agile X, championing the philosophy of agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For more information, of course, to get information on his book, go to Agile AgileAxiom.com. Now, of course, I know at this very moment you're thinking, oh my God, Charlie, how do I become a patron of Alter Confusion so I too could be a friend of the show? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am very happy to tell you that Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, intermetral beings, gods, demons, aliens, mummies, werewolves, swamp creatures, supporters, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. We currently have two tiers. We got the $1 a month. That's $1 a month or $12 a year tier. And what that gets you is early access to our playthroughs, as well as the ability to participate in patron-only posts and polls. If you're feeling a little extra frisky, you can go for the $5 a month. That's $5 a month or $60 a year. Not only do you get everything at the $1 mark, but you also gain your name or organization added to every single Friends of the Show section of the Thursday night hangout. So if you want to become a patron for Altered Confusion, go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Altered Confusion. Now, this is a big one. Ladies and gentlemen, um, Altered Confusion is proud to say that we have been fundraising for Extra Life for 12 years straight. And tonight, right after this show, we are going to do what gamers do best, game, to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the money's we the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Alter Confusion. And I do want to point this out, ladies and gentlemen, even if you do not get around to donating this evening, you have until the end of the year to donate. It's all good. The money still goes to where it's supposed to, and it's for the kids. Isn't that like two days? Yeah. Okay, just no, making sure I'm not like three days. Back. There's 31 days in in uh, uh, December. Let's see this. There you go. Gosh, I used to be a teacher. God. I can't keep track of these things, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump into the rest of the stories here. Uh, we've got some real fun ones here. Um, here, Here's a real shocker. Uh, it turns out that as of late, a certain game that has been a little bit marred in negative reviews has seen their reviews go even more negative. Actually, majority are now coming in as negative. That, of course, is the highly anticipated and very, uh, I don't want to say depressing, because it's not like you get sad over it. You just get frustrated that it's not the game you wanted. And we're talking about Starfield. Um, I think, I think, man, they these guys can't get out of their way. I mean, this game had potential, but then, I mean, it's not, let, let's get this, it's not the day before, okay? It's not, it's not that game. It's not that bad. But still, uh, Starfield has continued to receive the negative reviews because it's uh, how God. I don't even know how long it's been out now. Um, I was just looking in three and a half. Months. Okay, three and a half months, two. and and I think they fixed like one little thing about your ship, like being able to for piloting the ship, and that's it. Um, you know, 
Uh, they still have the random, if you play enough um, New Game Pluses, that certain planets, because of the the like the roguelike randomization, that certain planets will cr crash into their own moons. Or vice that sounds kind of cool. Uh, but it won't affect the uh, your your landing strategy for said um, things. So you can still land on the crashed planet? Anyways. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I got OP landing. Go team, go. Anyways, so I just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I hate to see that for the developers, but at the same time, it's, you know, I, I think, I think for me, it's, you look at two completely different results of a game kind of falling flat on their face. What I'm talking about is the difference between Starfield and Cyberpunk 2077. Uh oh my gosh, I can never get the stupid name right. Project C C D Project yep, I know Yeah, okay. That the creators, the developers behind uh Cyberpunk 2077 set out to fix what they did wrong. And yes, I'm sure that the, the developers behind Starfield are doing the same, but I feel like they the 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 Cyberpunk guys made it like their fucking life's mission to right the wrongs and to make the game that was supposed to be there. And let me tell you, there were some really bad parts to it. But in in like in on the other side, also they they didn't f shy away from uh, interpersonal relationships with intimacy and whatnot. Where on the you know, on Starfield, it's like. The, your most intimate thing is you might touch hands. Uh, but also, it's just, I don't know. It just felt so, by the end. I feel like two very different launches where it feels like when Cyberpunk 2077 came out, mm -hmm. I remember a much worse launch, honestly, yeah. because it was so buggy. Yep. But everyone who played it said, though, okay, this game is buggy as hell, but you can see the potential. Yes. But, like, it's just barely playable sometimes. Yep. And that's why I was so negative coming out. Whereas it feels like Starfield's the opposite. Like, it's pretty polished, actually. I mean, yes, every game's going to have the box, yep. obviously. obviously. But it's a pretty polished game, but it just doesn't have any soul to it almost. No, God, no. I think that's the big difference between the two games. Um, as I remember 2077's being so much worse. Whereas... Now it's like people are playing the like it's the more they've had time to really play and digest Starfield, it's like there's nothing to do. In the, I mean, there's stuff to do in the game, but it's just not really. It's really fun. rinse and repeat. I mean, it's really like yeah, so, you turn. It's it's like toasting a piece of white bread, and then being surprised that, and your one surprise being that one side is slightly more toasted to the other side. I mean, that's... But isn't that also a little bit of Bethesda's reputation in that coming in the heels of games like Skyrim's mm -hmm. and... Um, Mass Effect. Oh, my gosh. What? Mass Effect. No, no not Mass Effect. The... Um, um, Dragon Age. The no. Dragon Age. No. Um, I'm thinking of, like, the rustic one where, like, not cyberpunk, but, like... All brown and stuff. Um, Fallout. Something. Fallout. Thank you. Wow. All brown and stuff. Fallout. You mean dirt, Jeez. dust, dude, dust. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> um, you know, those type of games, like, there was playability to other things. So I feel like a little bit of it is also when a developer comes out with that, has that cachet of games, yeah. and you come up with something that was touted to be in the same vein as those, but doesn't live up to those, I think that also adversely affects people's opinions of the game. Kind of like I always say, like, Mass Effect Andromeda was not a bad game. Yeah. But because it came on the heels of one of the best trilogies of all times, yeah. it, like, negatively influenced people's reviews of Andromeda. And I think probably the same thing's happened with Starfield, where... It's all, it's supposed to be like Skyrim in space, but there's not as much depth as what you had in Skyrim. Right. Ergo, it's not very good. Right. I feel what's happened. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I agree. Fairly or unfairly. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah. <coughs> uh, I, 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 I can see that, and I agree. See that, and I agree. All right. I mean, it's still a game I'm most likely not going to play because I'm not an open world. Oh, playing open world this is game, this is like, open Horizon, like empty yeah. space. Yeah, like I'll play like Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, like it's open world, but it's not too vast. Whereas it sounds like this game within the first like two hours, I'd be like, hell no. You'd be like, uh, what planet again? Fuck it, just screw it, just just stop, just stop. Pretty much, that's exactly what happened. Okay, uh, all right, so um. Here's some interesting news, and and this is this could be good or it could be absolutely bad, ladies and gentlemen. There is a certain author out there who has a collection of stories that has wowed people for oh god over a hundred. Has it really been a hundred years? It might be. Um, uh, there is an author who goes by the name of, or went by the name, I should say, because this dude is dead, unless you read his books and then you believe some of the stuff that's in his books, then maybe he isn't dead. Uh, and that, of course, is H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, there is a new movie based off of H.P. Lovecraft's like most iconic short story being... Uh, adapted by the director who is behind The Conjuring and Insidious, the movies, which were pretty freaky uh, horror movies. And of course, oh. uh, the short story that I'm talking about is Call of Cthulhu. Uh, now, uh, for those, uh, the uneducated out there, there have been a shit ton, a shit ton of B and C and D um, H.P. Lovecraft-inspired movies out there. There are a ton of them. Now, to have yep. something, you know, basically what you would consider on, in video game terms, a AAA title, uh, of a call, call of Cthulhu, this could be interesting, right? I'm intrigued. I'd be curious to see what actually comes of it. Um... It's, it, Why do I see cartoon horrors? Cartoon horror movies. Car, you want to see one or? I just came to my mind for some reason. Cartoon, I don't know. Dude, there are some really messed up uh, horror anime horror movies out there. That, or, and also TV shows. Okay, I did not think of anime. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. Oh, okay. By the way, uh, uh, Call of Cthulhu is uh, based off the short story was published in 1928, so it is almost 100 years old. So it could be the almost 100 year rendition of on the big screen. Well, I, I guess. Well, I mean, really, it's, it, now the 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 talk is just coming out, so it might be on the 100 year anniversary by the time this thing comes out or close to it. There you go. That'd be a good way to ring in the. Hundredth anniversary of the Cthulhu. Yeah, but I mean, that out of I, I've read and listened on audiobook uh, quite a few of H.P. Lovecraft's um, stories, and they are bizarre. But at the same time, this one, I don't know, because it's a short story, and if you could, there is definitely the potential to kind of like, you know. Uh, expound upon it and and make it really creepy because it's it it's it centers around um like an investigation into the cult of cthulhu so it could be good or maybe we should just start a cult based on cthulhu i think we'd be late to the party my friend i'm pretty sure there's about a half dozen at least maybe more uh, uh, cults to Cthulhu. The altered Cthulhu. And Cthulhu, I think H.P. Lovecraft. That's all. Uh, that's all public domain now, right? Because, I mean, anyone. In, I think that's why you have so many B, C, and D uh, movies of Lovecraft stuff is because it is 
public domain. Anyone, you're not going to get sued for creating a, your rendition of so long. Cthulhu. Yeah. Just like Alice in Wonderland. Uh, if you want to have a really twisted, messed up Alice in Wonderland, by all means, you know, have at it. Because that's um, whatever I just said. They exist. Yes, yes, they do. They do. So, H.P. Lovecraft. Interesting. Let's see where that goes. All right. I've been trying to push this off for a bit, I'm gonna, but I'm going to say it uh, now. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, as I um, told you last week, uh, I am very excited to say that Alta Confusion will be at Chattacon 49. Uh, that will be happening in Chattanooga uh, on January 12th through the 14th. And it would appear that my duties are increasing <laughs> by the minute. Uh, I may be doing anywhere from one to two to four panels on top nice. of recording uh, some of the other panels uh, outside of my own. Um, but I will definitely be a Chattacon. I will be definitely do. I like this is going to be the normal Charlie at uh, a convention. I'll be working it. Uh, but if you have the ability to come to Chattanooga just for even for just the day it is it is a really really fun laid-back convention it is as I've stated so many times it is my definition of a buddy convention anyone and everyone that go that comes to the convention be it uh the guest of honor all the way down to your first time attendee will be hanging out with each other and shooting the shit uh, if you have you know uh uh interests in common uh, and then for those out there who are, uh, I believe it's 18 and older, there is a, a burlesque show, uh, one of the nights, um, which is... Why are you not on the panelist list? This is a blasphemy. Because uh, I got my panel entry in late and I've been working with the panel, the, 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 the panel, the, yeah, the panel chair uh, the last three days uh, to try to see what all I can do to help. So until it's on there, it is not real. Fine. It, it will be on there. I promise you. I don't know. And what, uh, she's got my blurb. She's got my headshot. She's got, like I said, one to four panels that, uh, three of them I did last year. And there's a fourth one I offered up and I'm pretty sure I'll be doing the fourth one. So one to four panels I'll be doing at Chattacon. You better drink your water. Uh, or just my Mountain Dew. And water. Hydrated however you have to. I'll get one of those, uh, what do you call those things? The Mio juice and uh, the, the water enhancer squeeze things. Oh, gosh. They're, they're good. I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're good. They're delicious. Um, all right. I'll take your word. Let's talk, let's talk about the final topic here that uh, has come across my desk my, my digital desk not my real desk that would be really weird someone break into my house and leave me a topic um, and that is there is a prisoner in Florida uh, I believe uh, he's best known as the Florida Joker uh, for his iconic tattooed face um, he is giving Rockstar Entertainment a final ultimatum about them utilizing his likeness as well as pieces of his story in the new upcoming Grand Theft Auto 6, which, hap which happens to be in a Florida-inspired uh, setting. Apparently, one of the uh, inmates basically is a dead ringer for this guy or close enough that uh, the Florida Joker wants to take uh, legal action. The real problem is actually if they're reusing the tattoos because the tattoos are actually the IP of the tattoo artist. Okay, so <laughs> because it's come up in um, NBA games. Yes, yeah, so I know. Believe me, I know. They've removed the tattoos due to copyrights. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So that's I. I don't think the dude on his own actually has a leg to stand on. It's actually those with artistic talent, which is probably not him, um, are the ones who could actually benefit from this. So apparently, um, 
there there has been a trailer uh, that was recently re- released that the guy. Let's see here. It was like it leaked, and then they went ahead. I think it was leaked originally, and then Rockstar's like, "Okay, I guess we'll just release it now." Apparently, what happened was there in in this said uh, trailer, there was a tattooed criminal being arrested during the trailer, uh, which then drew a lot of comparisons to a famous uh, the Florida Joker's famous 2017 mugshot. Um, he basically um uh apparently started off with hey rockstar we need to talk cuz you're using my likeness and then it's escalated to this is your final warning let's do an ultimatum otherwise i'm taking you to court i wish him luck on that yeah um the thing is you have <laughs> Yeah, you 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 try you could you know have have fun with that. That's gonna be a lot of. I hope that I'm sure you have a, I'm sure he has a lot of free time. It sounds like a very wisely investing type of person too. But I'm sure he has a large bank account to be able to bankroll this, you know, lawsuit that's gonna happen. So I'm sure he's totally got that going for him too. So here's my question, and I I I, I didn't dive in deep enough apparently. Is he still in prison or is he out? I thought he was out from I what I'd read. Out. But I honestly didn't really care enough about his life to really pay that much attention. Um, so I was like, uh, yeah. So here, so there is, um, if, if you want a reference to something that's, that's kind of up this alley, uh, in 2014, Lindsay Lohan, someone who is a little bit more famous than Florida Joker, also uh, tried to bring to case a um, uh, the fact that the developer stole her likeness for a character for one of the named characters in Grand Theft Auto 4, uh, Lacey Jonas, but that suit was dropped. So he. The thing is, this was if this isn't a trailer, that's not to say that this character will actually be in the game. It could just have been in the trailer. Well, that's what's kind of strange to sue over. It's like is there actually any monetary gain to be had if it's just from a trailer? Right. Like it's not like Rockstar is making money off of a trailer. It actually has to be from the release title. Yeah. So it's like, what is there even, like, what is the monetary value that you're basing this off of? I don't of? know. Well, the monetary value is he wants $5 million. Hmm. Yeah. That ain't happening. Yeah. I, like, I... Sure. I mean, I, I just want to know where is he getting the money? Like, is, is there maybe maybe there's just a, a law firm out there who's out to get Rockstar? Who's just like, I mean, hey, we'll take can, your case. I mean, there is contingencies where, like, they'll take it and they'll take like half of it if you win. So that's a thing. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I, best of luck to you, buddy. I mean, uh, that's that's about all I could say. It's just best of luck because uh, you're not gonna win. Um, so sad. Yes, I, 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 I I'm so. Uh, oh God. Yeah. No. Um. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you have Netflix, I highly recommend this movie. I just watched it for I don't know. I think it's I've probably watched this movie seven times now. Thanks to my kids. Uh, there's a movie out there called Nimona. It's based off of a graphic novel. It's phenomenal. Mm. I love it. I I mean, I personally I it's not a movie I could watch back to back to back to back to back to back to back. But if it if you know, if it was ever one of those old school cases if it was on TV, I'd stop and watch it again. Well, of course, I don't know if you saw the news, mm. but we're also now getting ads on our Netflix shows starting at the end of the um January. Ooh. 
I know, isn't it just great? Yeah, so you basically just join the party for everybody else. I know. And it's like one of the reasons I like or possibly soon to be liked, as in past tense, Amazon, was not having to watch ads on my shows. Now it's like I'm paying a not insignificant amount of money yep. for the service only to now be having ads in about a month. Um, that's probably why I still watch the most of Netflix is I know they have the ads here free, but to help that I'm getting the ad free tier yep. because I don't want ads. Yep. Yep. Um, I know you can pay. I think it is a $3 charge you could get with Amazon to get it without the ads. So who knows? And I, I just want to point it out, put, put it out there there, you know, the Hulu ad free stuff. The ad-free tier is bullshit. I have the ad-free tier, and I still get random-ass ads on certain uh, programs. Okay. You know what really annoys me that I found out? So, like, I never watch sports live. I started, like, an hour late so I could skip commercials, right? So I'll set up to record. If you set it up to record ahead of time, you can skip all the commercials, no problem. Life is good. Like, it's actually kind of cool. Like, it'll actually figure out when the ads are and skip them for mm-hmm. you. Like they're just not there. Mm-hmm. Works great. However, if like you go to the live feature, you're like, Oh, there's a football game. I didn't know it was on. So you like start watching a price pause. Like you go to something, a half hour press play. There are unskippable ads. You now have to watch. Oh no. I look, it's so bizarre. I'm like, what the hell? No, Check this out. So I was watching, um, uh, I was watching a, a football game the other day, and I was like, um, uh, they, it was like something happened right before. I think it's like, okay, now we're going to take a break because there was an injury or something. Uh, or there was like a, um, you know, the they were going to do a booth review or something. So I wanted to go back and look at it. No, you uh... had to, you had to watch the ad that had already started, uh, <laughs> or you might even have to watch the entire ad block. To then get back to the live feature. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Bullshite. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know that I hinted at the fact that as soon as this show is over, uh, we will be doing the 24-hour Game-A-Thon. I do want to give an update on a couple of games. So, without further ado, I wanted to point out that some of the games that you might be seeing Charlie play are... Uh, some of Zealy's and my favorite games, that of course being Transistor and Bastion uh, by Supergiant Games. Uh, there is a game called Trinity Fusion that looks pretty sweet, so I'll probably check that one out. Psychonauts 2 I've definitely wanted to play for a long time. I played the first one. Uh, phenomenal game. And then it gets a little bit murkier. Uh, there'll probably be some Legend of Terra. I always end up playing that for a bit. Um... I would not put it past me to play some FTL. I'm not. I'm gonna to be totally honest with you. It, FTL is probably in my future. Um, you usually play that on your. Uh, yeah. At some at some point in your extra life, the game just kind of creeps yep. out for some reason. Uh, Slay the Spire is definitely gonna be in the crosshair, and you know if if I'm looking for a little bit of spookiness, I will probably play some Alan Wake Two. Or a little dead space. I felt like there was another one that I had up there, but I can't remember what it is now. Oh well. You could replay Super Mario RPG. I could. It is short enough, which is sad. Oh, 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 the the um the game Guilt, G Y L T. The game that was a um a Google Stadia um uh exclusive, but thankfully okay. Try the T, T as in Thomas. Guilt. <laughs> yep. There we go. <laughs> I mean, it's really cool. I... Guilt is really cool. Um, uh, it is shape your fears, fear the shapes, embark on a journey where you face your worst fears and are confronted with the emotional impact of your actions in this narrative adventure game with puzzles, stealth, and action. Okay, so... Uh, remove stealth because Charlie can will never ever ever be able to do stealth. But um, it it to me the the little test run that I played of guilt 
Um, I felt like it was kind of like uh, Alan Wake Jr. Mm. It, it, it it had that spooky uh, other world quality to it. Uh, you could affect things with your flashlight, which was a huge thing in Alan Wake and Alan Wake 2. Um, and then, of course, uh, you're trying to save the the soul or save this person who disappeared that no one else really gives a shit about, but you're like, damn it, I know I could save this person. So, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I think that's, you know, that'll probably get me through most of the time, and then I'm sure that I'll turn on the Switch and maybe play some... Um, oh my gosh, I just blanked out. What is it called? Uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonderful. Or Wonder. Not Wonderful. Wonder. Shazam. So, and I'm also sure that at some point I am going to have uh, random children poking their heads in. So I'll try to be on my best behavior. <laughs> so then you should play some paladins. If if the if the children invade, then there might be uh, a couple rounds of paladins with one on the computer to my left. Um, or if I could get it to work correctly, uh, there might be some cross-platform um, Halo, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh gosh, what, what's the name of the, the bundle? Uh, uh, the Master Chief Master Collection. Chief Collection. Yeah. Which I did get on sale. Yeah, ditto. I was like, whoa, 10 bucks? Yes, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to the back wall. Exactly. At the very minimum, I just, you know, the the short amount of time that I'll put into this game is worth nine bucks. <laughs> that was my theory. Yeah. Out of curiosity, yes, have you finished the Halo season one? No, I have not. I I still haven't gotten past episode one. I, I watched episode one and then I've been bogged down by well, not bogged down, but I've been very busy with the holidays. Uh, yep. lots of family stuff. And then the moments of silence that I've had, uh, it's either been very strange college football bowl games, or it's been random anime shows. Um, there, there was a lot of people talking. I, I heard a buzz about a show called Revengers. Not bad. Hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. And because I have a crunchy roll, subscription ah. allows me to you know dip my toe in a bunch of random ass things and then of course my mother-in-law gave my eldest a bunch of my hero academia stuff so now we got to go back and place more or sorry watch more my hero academia because nice. it's been quite a while since last i watched that and i've basically forgotten everything besides what the main couple characters can do never seen it it's good it's good it's i've heard good things it's about like it. superhero high school basically and but there's an evil organization that's that's trying to show how vulnerable the heroes truly are what's up with that uh yeah i don't know it's just it's actually a lot more common topic uh, of a topic than you would think hmm. um there are a lot of like schools that you know, try to raise not not necessarily superhero super yeah superheroes, but like uh, individuals with special abilities. And there's an evil organization out there that's trying to pull you know the blindfold off and basically Harry Potter this shit. Make people aware that there's wizards and the whole world is not Muggles. What? No, no, cries are right. Um, and of course, uh, I know that I hinted at the fact that I, I was under the impression that at we would have at least one uh, MetaQuest 3 uh, in our household, and I was correct. We do have nice. a MetaQuest 3. Uh, I've, taken a I've taken it for a test drive a couple times. Um, there's some fun things there. But I tell you what, my, like, after playing for a while, my, like, sense of depth is really wonked up. <laughs> like, nice. my, I'll, I'll like look at my hands going, are these really my hands? There's this really, you know, it, it's weird. Am I real? The proportion. Am I fake? The, it's like my, 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 like how I judge 
distances and proportions are slightly off after playing with it for a bit. And so it's a little Excellent. unnerving. There's a, I've been playing a game called, uh, it was a, I think it's like down the rabbit hole, which is like an Alice in Wonderland game where some of it's in third person and some of it is in first person, depending on where you, what scene you're in. And it's mm. really interesting. Like mm. if you want to, um, if I don't want to give away, I'm not, I'm not going to give it away. Damn it. Charlie, come Fair on, enough. come on, Charlie, be smarter than that. Don't spoil, spoil, sport. Um, and uh, hopefully in the very near future, I will have the attachments needed so that I can utilize the headset on my computer. Because nice. um, something that I didn't know in my ignorance, I will totally, totally admit to this. I thought that you immediately, that headset was immediately supposed to be plugged into a computer. I didn't know that it was a standalone platform itself. That yeah. it's got a 128 gig hard drive on there that you download the games to. And basically the only thing you really need is a Facebook account or sorry, a meta account. If we're being really super <laughs> cool. Um, yep. but yeah, cause I was like, Oh, well that's why we only got the one for the two kids was we thought that yeah. it had to be attached to the computer. I'm like, well, we don't know about the, the other computer if it can handle it. Then we find out that the whole damn thing runs by itself. We're like, well, shiznat. So there's going to be an you. additional one coming sometime tomorrow. Oh, lucky guys being fancy. I know, I know. So two kids, two sets. And I will try to figure out how they could share the library because my goodness gracious. I wish you luck on that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. But anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know we're getting to the end of our show. I do want to, once again, uh, highly recommend that if you are in or near the Chattanooga, Tennessee area, uh, January 12th through the 14th, which of course is MLK weekend. I will be there starting the 11th. I want to make sure that I'm up there and, uh, have everything that I need and I don't have to do any, uh, I've been to out of state conventions where we've needed last minute things like box fans mm. and shorts. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what that convention was called Zelius, but I'm pretty sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, my favorite one ever. <laughs> but anyways, um, anyways, uh, I, I think that we've reached the end of our show, and this is our last show of 2023. We survived another year. I know, and we didn't do all that bad. I mean, we did. Um, if you went to our Facebook page, I did do. I got. I don't know. I don't know if I got bored. I just was more interested to see where we uh, were in terms of the number of episodes, because I felt like there was a lot of stuff that happened this year that kind of derailed quite a few of our episodes. So we were, we we're definitely above 30. Nice. Uh, this is, well, you put all the stats online. Yeah, exactly. I so I don't yeah. remember what it is off the top of my head, but uh, I, I think we're at 32 or 33, which is pretty damn good, seeing that there's only, oh shit, 50... How many Is are it 52 there, or 53 or 54? I can't remember. God, I'm, I'm falling apart, guys. 52 weeks in a 52 year. 52 weeks in a year. There you go. So, yes. not bad. Anyways, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, a happy new year to all of you. And thank you for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout for myself, Charlie, and Zeely. It's been a pleasure giving everything to come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next year in 2024 for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. And remember, kids, keep on gaming in the new year. Amen to that, brother. <laughs>